Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 611, 611. If you'd like to have a copy of it uh, at the end of the program, tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape and share, and we'll tell you how to receive one. They're free, including the postage and handling. We've got uh, a lot of interesting scriptures that uh, people that never read the Bible, they can easily be deceived by this one world beast government. God calls today's uh, world government the beast. They call it, the uh, people of the beast call it the new world order or the international uh, law uh, or inter Interpol, like the international police. And they've got the uh, people of the United States paying for everybody's bills and putting them in business and taking us out of business. They're of the devil, the Bible says, the beast. Uh, so we're going to read some scriptures about the reality. Uh, the whole Bible just screams at this, uh, against this uh, government today. And it, uh, because it states that this government today is run by that great red dragon, the devil, and that his seat where he sits and uh, operates out of is Rome, Italy. And then they have other seats all over the world now, uh, branches from the Vatican in the city of the seven hills or mountains. Um, I have music also and some um, letters. So right now I'm going to ask the Lord to anoint this service. And if you want to know how to get to the throne of God, if you're born again of the Spirit, he's in you. The kingdom of heaven cometh not with observation because the strong, strongest government in the universe is God's government. Uh, the Bible symbolizes nations by saying mountains. All the mountains shall be destroyed, leveled, in all the hills, which are the larger cities, uh, some of the uh, the smaller, medium cities and small ones. And so uh, we're calling upon the crystal mountain, where uh, which is God. All he shall destroy every mountain. The, only the mountain of the Lord, the crystal mountain, will be standing forevermore. So let's... Uh, Ask the Lord, he's in your heart, and that's where the throne is, in you. He's closer uh, than a brother. Uh, he lives in us. You can't get any closer than that uh, to God. He's right in us. So, Father, we ask that you um, take over this service, that you uh, run it your way. I know that you're a powerful holy, eternal God, and that you are not um, the lily of the valley. That has to do with the woman in the uh, Song of Solomon. See, you're not the rose of Sharon that belongs to the Sh Shunammite woman, but you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's a song that says he's the lily of the valley, the bright, bright morning star. He is the bright morning star, but he's not the rose of Sharon. Uh, that is the Shunammite woman in the Song of Solomon. 
and that has nothing to do with sex. That happens to be talking about the marriage between the Lord and his church. His church is beautiful. There's no sin in it whatsoever. And so he, uh, it is the only woman, the church of God, the true church of the Lord, that the Lord loves. He loves her with a tender love, and it is a pure, clean, sweet love, a love that uh, surpasses the love of everybody on the face of this earth. People today say that love is sex. That isn't love. That is the actual, that's just uh, breeding. Uh, but love, true love, is the keeping of God's commandments. His bride, the bride of Christ, keeps God's commandments, and they are. There's no sin in them whatsoever. They are without sin, without spot or blemish. Um, so let's talk to the Lord. The Lord uh, monopolize this uh, body of yours that you live in. I am one of your members that you live in. In my father's house are many mansions, are many bodies that he lives in. I'm not working against the beast of revelation for a house in heaven. I'm laboring for you because you live in me. I am your house here, and I also live in you. You are my eternal home. And Lord, I ask that you uh, give me the words, the proper words, that the words that you want to say on this program. And I pray that everyone will believe it because it's from the scriptures. I pray, Lord God, that you will give me uh, the exact words that will burn into the, my hearts and minds of everyone in uh, the uh, listening audience, that their souls might be saved and that you'll give more power to them and also to the church, to those that are trying to decide to go back into, to go into the world to die forevermore in hell in the lake of fire and ask the Lord that you put the fear of God in them, the fear of you, because unless they have the fear of you, they will not serve you, you said. Uh, so therefore, in the book of Exodus, uh, therefore I pray that you'll give them the fear, everyone, the fear of the Lord even as much or more than you gave unto me, Lord, uh, that their souls will be saved and that the church will be saved. Everyone in the church, that there'll be none that shall fall away. For I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And, oh, Lord, I ask that you rebuke every satanic force on earth that's coming against your children that I ask, Lord God, that you fight for your children. There are a lot of uh, cults in the world, the Vatican, the chief and most ungodly cult that I know of personally, but I know there are other Satan worshipers, Lord, 
that hey, pay no attention to what the truth is, but they just uh, continue on in their ways, uh, doing everything they can to annihilate uh, the people on the face of this earth to make the earth a wilderness. Lord, I ask that you bind the devil, bind him, destroy him. Lord God, don't let him make any major moves or any kind of moves at all. Build a wall of fire around all of your children everywhere in the world and open big and mighty doors for your children. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. We've got some music here. And I've been reading from the book of Revelation in my last message, and I might be doing some of that today. And um, I've um, recorded a song with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, and it's called, it's about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, John the Revelator, John who wrote the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation said, I, John, saw all these things in heaven that God revealed, that Christ revealed to me. And the name of the song is I, John. Well, and I, John, saw a mighty number Way up in the middle of the air I jumped so mighty number Way in the middle of the air Mighty I jumped so mighty number Way up in the middle of the air I jumped so mighty number Way in the middle of the air When there were three gates singing the east Three gates singing the way has to you, brother. Three gates singing the north. Three gates there. Three gates singing the south. And that made twelve gates to the city, four square wide. Hallelujah. Somebody knew where I jumped, somebody number. Way up in the middle of the air, I jumped, somebody number. He saw a man He had twelve bright stars In his right hand Well his eyes flashed fire Like the burning sun Oh John got scared And he wanted to run Well he wanted to run But his feet wouldn't go Because he felt the gospel coming Like a two-handed sword Well he heard a march He said John take a look what you see in there, right above You saw twelve angels in the east Twelve angels in the west Twelve angels in the north Twelve angels in the south Forty-eight angels to the city Four square wide High lady got the body Don't let us somebody know
Praise the Lord. Um, I'm so happy because the things that are mentioned in the book of Revelations uh, are coming to pass. It says these things are shortly coming to pass. In Revelation, these, this book is revealed to people when the time is at hand. And it is at hand. We have some letters here. Uh, where's the first one from, Sharon? Ghana, Africa. Let's hear what they have to say. Dear Sir, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I greet you. I'm highly impressed with the work you are doing of challenging people from their evil ways to eternal life. This letter is to say that I am William, a 19-year-old resident in the eastern region of Ghana. I was once disrespectful and did a lot of bad deeds. But in the year of 2006, a friend gave me a piece of your literature entitled Earthquake. I dumped it somewhere because I thought it was not useful to me. But on the 31st of December, 2007, something touched me, and I decided to read it. It had an impact on my life, and since then, I started going to church, and by God's grace, I'm now born again. With the help of your literature, my life has been transformed. Since then, I want to win more souls for Christ, just as your literature did for me, because it is written in the Bible, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16:15. I would like you to send me a holy Bible because it has been a problem for me to meditate on the word of God because I only have a New Testament to read, but it is incomplete. So I hope you will send me a Bible. May God continue to bless and anoint you and your ministries. I'm hoping to hear from you soon. May the Lord have mercy upon all of us. Yours faithfully, William Boateng from Ghana, Africa. Absolutely, the uh, it would be incomplete to just have the New Testament because the Old Testament tells you all about uh, the rules and regulations, and so does the New Testament, but it talks about all the prophecies of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the New Testament tells us uh, uh, that he came just as the prophet said. It also proves that polygamy is of the Lord. Now, Moses had three wives, and we're going to read some scriptures to prove that. Uh, they are Exodus 2.21, Numbers 2, uh, 12.1, and Judges 4.11. And I just want to do that right now, because you couldn't know these things, and you wouldn't be able to know that um, uh, all sorts of things, such as... Uh, in the book of Jasher, and the Bible talks about the book of Jasher uh, in the 24th chapter, uh, verse 40, it says, the young woman, now we're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, Abraham had several wives, and uh, Isaac had um, a young bride. The young, it says, uh, chapter 24, verse 40, the young woman was a very beautiful appearance. She was a virgin. And uh, Rebecca, we're talking about uh, Isaac's wife, Rebecca was 10 years old in those days. How would you know what the proper marriage um, would be? Like if you're supposed to marry a young woman, she has to be a virgin. But everybody's getting married, or they love to get married to prostitutes and so on, because a lot of people think that um, they would have more fun with the prostitute. 
I suppose this is what they think. And then in Jasher, the 24th chapter, verse 45, going down five verses, it says, Now she's ten, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah, the ten-year-old girl, woman, because she uh, must have reached puberty, took Rebekah, the daughter of his uncle Bethuel, for a wife. And uh, that's when the Webster's Dictionary says that it's right to marry a woman when she's a virgin and when she is young. Uh, all you have to do is look in Webster's Dictionary, and then there are so many other uh, documentations in the Bible of, it says that you must marry a virgin, and it must be a young virgin, because if you let a woman go when she reaches puberty, she wants it's just a natural thing in her, just as it is with all other animals, and we are an animal that has a soul. They all want to have children then. And so the Vatican wants to stop them for eight years to have, because they're homosexuals over there, and they hate God's word, and they hate women. But they try to make it look as though they love them because they want to arrest everybody that chooses a young virgin to be married. They say that they're abusing these women. But the women don't think they're being abused. Then to show how hypocritical they are, they um, give them condoms and birth control pills if in the when they're nine and ten years old in school and up to 16 years old and if you marry a 17 year old oh you're the biggest sinner according to the devil on the face of this earth or if you marry a 16 year old or if you marry a 15 or 14 or uh, 13 or 12 or 11 or 10 year old if they're uh they've reached their puberty but according to the Bible, which uh, we in this country are supposed to be able to believe the Bible as to what it says, well, uh, you know, who are these devils in the Vatican that are telling us to do something that is uh, anti-Bible, anti-Christ? So Moses' three wives, let's go to Exodus chapter 2. Verse 21, and remember, Moses was 80 years old before he was called into the ministry. And then he was in the ministry until he was 120, and he still had a force in him, the same force that he had when he was young, and he was able to still have children. Now, Exodus we're going to show you the three different wives of Moses. Exodus chapter 2, verse 21. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. Okay, that's one wife. Now we go to Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. This is later. 
Go ahead. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. Okay, this is another wife. He married a black woman. And what did God do to Miriam for uh, contending with Moses about the woman he married? He gave her leprosy. She turned, uh, God turned her into a leprous person and put her outside the camp. Okay, and where are those scriptures? Find them. It's right here in the same Okay, chapter. read it. For he had married an Ethiopian woman, and they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation, and they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud, and stood in the door of the tabernacle, and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream." My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? My Moses, uh, my servant Moses the polygamist. Okay, do you still want to believe the Vatican? Well, if you don't believe the Bible, you can't be saved. Those, uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And um, uh, the Bible plainly tells us that um, Moses was a polygamist, and it, God says, I'll speak to him face to face. Okay, keep going. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the my sin My Lord, you polygamist. Yes. Uh, that is not sin. There's, uh, Moses was the one that brought the law. And he says, no adultery, no fornication, no um, uh, being jealous or uh, being envious. And to love God's word with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he goes on to say that uh, Moses is his prophet. And he's not going to speak in dark sayings to him. But he is going to even give him another wife, just as he did to David, the psalmist David. He gave him all the wives of Saul and the daughters of that. Oh, he said, if that wasn't enough, I'd have, you just had to ask me and I'd give you as many wives as you wanted. Okay, keep going. Lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, 
of whom the flesh is half consumed. When Let he... her not be as one that's dead. Her meaning Miriam, Moses' sister. Then what? As one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. So God, even as much as he loved Moses the polygamist, he said, No, she's going to have to wait for seven days because she came against you, my prophet. And she didn't like your wife. And then what? And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. Aren't these interesting scriptures? Mm -hmm. But people that never read the Old Testament wouldn't know this. And uh, things haven't changed in the New Testament because um, it states in the Bible that these uh, the gates with uh, ha in the kingdom of heaven had the names of the 12 tribes of uh, Israel. That's Revelations 21, 10 through 12. But uh, why would God put the names uh, on the gates, the names of a people that are of a polygamous marriage? Because um, all these names of the 12 tribes of Israel happen to be the sons of Jacob. God changed Jacob's name to Israel and gave him the Holy Land. And so in the book of Revelation, the New Testament, the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, that Israel is a person, his name is uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, so it still exalts uh, the New Testament exalts polygamy. All right? And uh, Jacob had four wives. He had two wives and two concubines. And uh, the concubines had uh, several children with him. And then why in the book of Revelation does it say that those who got victory over the beast, and I'm talking about, the Bible's talking about today's beast government, those who got the victory over this satanic, devilish, beast government, sing the song of the polygamous Moses, Revelations 15, 2, and 3. All right, now let's go to the next wife of Moses. That's in Judges 4, 11, chapter 4, verse 11. How would you know uh, all these things if you weren't reading the Old Testament? That's why so many people think that uh, polygamy is evil or being married to a young girl, a virgin, is evil. And why they think that it's okay for a man to be married with a man and a woman to be married with a woman. The whole world is so sick in their heads because they don't have the power of God. They don't have the word of God. All right, go ahead and read Judges 4.11. Now Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses. The father-in-law of Moses. She was uh, 
This man was the father-in-law of Moses, so he had a daughter that Moses was married to also. The polygamist Moses. Okay, well, maybe you're holier than God. Oh, you just think it's sin. Well, then why does God exalt it in the Old and the New Testament and even in heaven? If you want to go to heaven, you have to go through one of the gates of the children of Israel, the sons of a polygamous marriage. Now, isn't that something? Why don't you get an entire Bible so that you can read these things? And then get a book of Jasher, because the book of Jasher is mentioned throughout the entire Bible. Now, it also says that Michael the archangel contended about the body of the polygamist Moses. That's in Jude 9. That's in the Bible, the New Testament. Okay. Now, we've uh, read the three wives of Moses. But you have to search the scriptures. You can't just, you know, pretend like you know something. And you've heard the young woman was a very comely, beautiful appearance. She was a virgin, and Rebecca was 10 years old in those days. Is it not written in the book of Jasher, the Bible keeps saying? And uh, Isaac, her husband, was 40 years old, so it's a 30-year span there. And you ought to have studied the scriptures more also to where you find out that Joseph, who was married to Mary, Mary was around nine, eight or nine years old when he got married to her, and uh, he didn't have sex with her at all. But it was the Holy Spirit that came upon her, and uh, she conceived Jesus into her womb. And the Lord, you could say then, uh, committed, um, he was a pedophile? You want to take him to jail for that? You want to take the Almighty God to jail? Because he wanted to her, the Son of God, to be born of a young virgin. But you, Satan, you wicked people in the Vatican, the Pope, and all the rest of you, want people, men, to be married to old bags. You want them to wait until they're 18 years old and them having had sex with possibly up to 100 men. You're not to marry anyone like that. Nowadays, if a woman repents, though, of her sins, She's as white as snow. She's as though she's never had sexual relations before in her life. Because every sin that every man or every woman has ever committed is washed completely away when you accept Jesus. Uh, And Jesus is the word of God when you accept it. But if you are fighting... Look at all the people that this wicked government is sending to prison. Now, I... If this group in Texas is forcing people to be married, God doesn't do that. Uh, He doesn't force anybody. Well, then that's wrong. And there isn't anything in the Bible that says that they should uh, get a lifetime in prison or anything like that. But uh, I don't believe in forcing anyone to be married. I never have. 
And just because I preach the Bible, people think that I'm marrying young girls, uh, virgins, or that I'm uh, marrying, I'm a polygamist. Uh, fine marriage licenses uh, about uh, me being married to anybody. And, uh, you know, some young girl that had would never have reached puberty. I'm doing uh, everything that the Lord told me personally to do, and I don't recommend anyone being a polygamist if it isn't of the Lord, because the Lord doesn't just give that right to unsaved people. Most unsaved men, they don't... Um, they don't support their uh, wives and their children. They're out carousing around with other women. And some of them are young women too. And they're catching venereal diseases and bringing it back to their wives. You don't have that trouble. I've found out there's surveys that they took of polygamists. There's hardly any divorce. They say there's none, really. And then some other people say there's 2%. Uh, divorce because the man is, has no need to go out on the streets or hire a prostitute like men that are just married to one woman and uh, they uh, the polygamist takes care of their wives and children they're not like all the people that the government is looking for them that have one wife and they're not supporting her and they're not supporting the children the Bible says those people are worse than an infidel. That's why it's important for you to read the Old Testament and to believe the Word of God. Now, even in the book of Revelation, I mentioned this the other day, those who got the victory over the beast, that means over the Vatican and his world government, called the New World Order, sing the song of Moses, the polygamist, in heaven, Revelation 15, chapter 15, verse 2 and 3. And then Revelations 22, verse 16 says uh, that Jesus, Jesus himself, God Almighty, is the root and offspring of David the polygamist. The root of David. Uh, David, that's Revelation 5.5. 5. Read it, please. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. But read the scripture before that. It is, what verse that? Isn't that Revelations 22? 16. That was Revelation 5 5. Oh, 5 5. Okay. But even in Revelation 22, that's the last chapter in the book of Revelation, uh, verse 16, it states that Jesus is the root of the uh, uh, root and offspring of David. That's the Bible ends with that. David, the polygamist. Then what? I, Jesus, have set mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Oh, he's the root and... Uh, uh, read that again. I am the root and the offspring of David 
and the bright and morning star. Isn't that Revelation twenty two sixteen? Yes. That's the end of the Bible, folks. That's the last chapter in the Bible. The root and offspring of David the polygamist. Well, we just don't know if we like Jesus anymore because we're holier than him. We're holier than thou, Lord. No, you're not. You're a scum because you believe that you're holy and that the holy, eternal, almighty God is unholy. And the Bible states that David uh, did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from any commandment, anything that he commanded. All the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite, he took Uriah's wife. Now that is sin. If you commit adultery, if a woman goes and commits adultery with some man other than her husband, or a man takes somebody else's wife, he is an adulterer. All right? Then um, that's First Kings 15.5. Let's read that, just to let everybody know that I'm not making these things up. The Vatican is the one that makes stuff up, okay? And all you people out there that have never read the Bible, you don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead, read it. Because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Okay, so... Because David the polygamist did that which was right. Oh, how many wives did he have? Huh? How many wives did David have? Quite a few of them. Now, the law was given by the polygamist Moses, but grace and uh, truth came by Jesus Christ. Well, power, in other words, that means the power. And Jesus is the truth. And so Jesus, who is the truth, exalts the name of Moses throughout the Old and New Testament. So if he's the truth, why would he do something like that if uh, being a polygamist was wrong? Or marrying a young girl, a virgin, would be wrong. Uh, and Jesus, when he came... That's John 1, 17. Okay, now, man, read that. John 1, 17, somebody. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Power and truth came by Jesus Christ, and Jesus exalts Moses and all these prophets in the New Testament as well that had were polygamous. Now, think not. This is Matthew 5, 17. Through 19. Think not that I am come to destroy the law. Now, the law never says that there's anything wrong with being a polygamist, but it does condemn fornication, that you're just going out like you people of the world do, and you go to singles bars, you take a woman out, you have sex with her, and then the next night you're with somebody else, and the next night, or you get married, 
to somebody and you uh, think that it's right to have sex with her, then when you get tired with her after one time or uh, maybe a month or two or a year or two, then you dump her and get somebody else. That is unlawful polygamy. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. That's Matthew 5, 17 and 19. Read it. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not no, come. No, the law is of Moses. I'm not going to destroy the law of Moses the polygamist. Then what? I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. To fulfill the law of the polygamist Moses. And that you have to be married to a young virgin if you're going to be married. Because you don't want someone, you don't want to marry some woman that's a prostitute and that's going to teach your kids uh, unholy things, you know. Yeah, you know, go ahead and watch these movies, these old movies and stuff here. And people that are going to lie and uh, things like that, like these uh, hookers I do. Why would you want your uh, children to have for a mother a prostitute or some woman that's 18 or more that has been had by many men or has already had sex because she's already broken the law of God. If she wasn't a virgin, when she gets married, she gets stoned to death according to the law of Moses, the polygamist. And the Lord says that he really likes uh, Moses. And uh, he loved Jacob, who he changed his name to Israel. And he put the names of all of his 12 sons over the gates, all the 12 gates in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Did we read that one, Revelation 21, 10 through 12? No. Read that one. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone. Yeah, because she's a virgin. She's not not breaking the laws of God. Uh, These uh, antichrist people are saying that no one is perfect. But the Lord says that his bride is perfect and that his bride is comprised of many members, many people here on earth. Now, prostitutes and pimps and uh, whores, they believe everybody's like them. And liars believe that everybody is liars. And uh, hookers believe everybody is like a hooker. Isn't that something? But uh, there are people on earth that are keeping the commandments of the Lord, and they're the ones that seek the Lord on a daily basis. They're not like you all. They're not like you. Just because you're that way doesn't mean that I am or anyone else that is in Christ and Christ is in them. Okay, keep uh, keep going. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Verse 12. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, 
and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Of uh, twelve tribes of the children of Israel, the polygamist. Israel had two wives and two concubines, and all these boys were um, uh, begotten by Israel from those four different women. Now, how would you know these things if you didn't read the Bible? They, let's see. Now, this is very important here in Revelations 15, 2 and 3, 2 through 3. Uh, Those who got the victory over the beast. You know, everyone in the world is deceived by the beast, the one world government, the one world cult, church, and the news media, which is the voice of Satan. And it says so in Revelations 15, 2 and 3. Those who got victory over the beast, this Antichrist, sing the song of Moses, the polygamist. Read it. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God, Verse 3, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. He's the King of saints, not your king. You're the, um, the bride of Satan if you do not believe the word of God. Now that's his Bible. And Jesus is the root and offspring of David, the polygamist, Revelation 22, 16. I just can't read this, and I'm going to read it again. Uh, root of David. Go ahead, read it. I, Jesus, have set mine angel to testify unto you these things. Are you things. reading out of the Bible? Yes. Uh, this is all from heaven here, the book of Revelation. This is heavenly words that you don't know and you don't care about. You're like Esau who just wants what you can grab now and Esau Esau lost his birthright and you're going to lose your birthright. It may seem fun for you to take that uh, which is immediate for you and to just uh, mess with prostitutes and things like that, but uh, you're not going to like it. Uh, Esau wept because he found out in the end that he lost his birthright for a bowl of beans. For a bowl of beans. And that's what all you people out in the world are doing, is you're taking, you want a bowl of beans so bad, uh, something that is so readily available to you, And you don't want to read the Word of God because you know that it condemns your actions. But only God only wants you to be saved. Your actions are going to send your soul to an everlasting burning hell and the lake of fire. So, uh, you know, everybody wants what they want right now. However, uh, a bowl of beans doesn't last long. 
I mean, you eat that up and then you see something else that you like and you go for that. Then you dump her and your children and you're worse than an infidel when you do that. Infidels go to hell and worse than an infidel is in the lowest part of hell. And so you may think that you can fool the Lord, but he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. And he knows everything that you did and every law that you disobeyed. And uh, he knows uh, every thought, every intention that you have in your heart. And uh, you're going to be swallowed up and slung into hell. Now, the Lord called a rough and tough preacher like me in these end times because you need this right now. You need to be told the truth because, yeah, you know, this is uh, a... Uh, they say that diabetes is the silent killer. Well, Satan is worse than that. He's killing your soul if you believe him. And if you take the mark of the beast, the Bible says that's the same as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the way that you take the mark of the beast is you keep listening with Satan to what Satan says and his beast government, and his uh, who's run by the Pope, who's given his power, his seat by the great red dragon, the devil. And so you're believing all these things, and they're wrong. And you're going to find out to judgment by God that you have been deceived, but there's no forgiveness for that. We have to seek the Lord in this world and do everything that he says to do. Otherwise, we're lost. You can't serve two masters. You can't be part of this world and part of the kingdom of heaven because if you just love this present world that much and I see people that are doing exercises on television and there's beautiful scenery that God made and they're worshiping these mountains and these flowers and all these things. They're worshiping the um, creature instead of the creator. They're worshiping God's creation rather than God the creator. They're worshiping God's uh, creation rather than God who created everything. Don't uh, worship the sun, the moon, the stars, or the galaxies, or the ocean, or the mountains, or the flowers, or animals, or anything. Worship God so that your soul can be saved. Oh, they say, now spread your toes out. And now stretch and bend over and get all your lumbar uh, lumbard area loose and th relax your face and all this stuff. Hey, you know, you want to continue doing that or do you want to, with all your heart and soul, seek the Lord? Amen? Amen. Get with it, kids, because it's later than you think. All right, and so... Uh, there's so much that we have uh, that you haven't read. Uh, we got one more minute here. Uh, shall we sin because we are not, you think that you're not under the law? We're not under the condemnation of the law, but we certainly must continue in the law or we condemn. We'll be condemned. So um, we shall not sin. 
we must not sin. So you have to be born again of the Spirit in order to be able to have the power to never sin again. Uh, God is with the people of faith. That's Hebrews 11, 32 through 40. My time is up, and so this is the time where you can take advantage of Christ's death on the cross. He took the penalty for all your former sins, and you can uh, receive Christ now by uh, speaking to him, and he's very close. He's every, he, you don't have to shout. Just say, my Lord and my God, say this to the Lord God. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, the Holy Spirit. Wash all my former sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I'm included, Father, in, in Jesus and Holy Spirit, in all. I'm one of the all. Therefore, I know you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and get a King James Version, the old King James Version, and read it, and Sharon will now tell you how to receive a copy. Please mention whether you want a CD or an audio tape of this broadcast. Uh, and remember, ask for program number 611. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479 782 7406. Well, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alarmo. And make sure you tune in tomorrow for another um, revealing program regarding the Bible. And here I am now to sing with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. Run on. You sinners out there can run on for a long time, but God Almighty's going to cut you down. My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on my bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee My God spoke and he spoke so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of an angel's feet Put one hand upon my head Great God Almighty, let me tell you what he said Go tell that long-tongued liar Go tell that midnight rider Tell the gambler, the rambler, the backbiter Tell him go, Almighty's gonna call 